Hello and welcome to Second Cherry, almost a Eurovision podcast. I'm Monty. And I'm Matt. And hello, welcome to the second of our special shows, our special episodes, looking at this year's Eurovision songs that aren't Eurovision songs, but are Eurovision songs and aren't Second Cherry songs. No, we've broken our format, but we don't care. (laughs) Although one thing hasn't changed, we're drunk. Yes. Well, speak, yes. Yes, actually. I'm drunk. I'm drunk. <laughs> well, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, okay. Tiddly. Monty. <laughs> <laughs> We've been drinking all fucking day, mate. <laughs> Shh, don't tell them the secrets. So this is, this is, uh, this is amidst the coronavirus pandemic. And um, this is probably the last day that we're allowed to be together. Yes. Probably. So this is why we, this is why we're recording actually. Yeah. Because we, we be, feel like this might be it. We might be rent apart. Yeah. But then we'll have to do this over the internet. So yeah. I mean, there is a way, way, some way of doing it. Yeah. But here, Where does the will? We will bring the podcast to you regardless. But here we are. Here we are indeed. Yes. Second semi final. Yes. So we just jump straight in. Yeah. Let's jump straight in. Well, so first song up um, is Iceland. Yeah, now just before we mention Iceland, I just, how have you been passing the time in your self-isolation? I found that Netflix has been such a, a boon to helping me pass the time. I found it's the source of so many interesting programmes. I feel like Netflix might be the cure for corona- coronavirus. It might well be. Who would have known? Yes. Well, Rob Hollyan knew in the fake Twitter account. Rob Absolutely, Hollyan, yes. That knew. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just jump straight into it. <laughs> Wait, we know we probably need to give some context there <laughs> because people will be like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> Basically, no one's paying anybody to say anything this year, no, regardless of what you might be reading. For fuck's sake! Unfortunately, we are not on the Netflix payroll. If we were, <laughs> the production of this podcast would be so much better. Trust us. <laughs> But if you weren't following it yet, there were all sorts of ridiculous rumours that um, because the Icelandic song had got a bit viral, because people liked it, and that's what happens on the internet, that it was all a setup and it was being sponsored by Netflix, who were, of course, meant to be sponsoring the Icelandic participation this year. But I think if they were sponsoring the participation, it's things like paying the participation fee. Yeah. It's not championing one song before it's even won the national final. I mean, just so preposterous. Yeah, exactly. But what I did find just interesting, I'll say this now rather than the Iceland episode we're going to record, is that in the week that they were talking, I read things online about, what's this Twitter account, Rob Holly fake <laughs> account? I'm like, I'm literally, the week that I stood in the bar and bought him a drink, Mm-hmm. People saying it's a fake account. What is this? I'm like, I literally, like, am I am I living in alternate reality? Like, Rob's an automaton. Did you not know that? Oh, is that sorry? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. He's absolutely yeah. not a real person. So, so, sorry, Rob. On Twitter uh, for years and years. Yeah, Writing about Eurovision for years. Quite visible person. Do you know Rob? You don't exist. Sorry, mate. And uh, yeah, I don't know who I bought that drink for, but uh, it wasn't you. And you don't exist. So. And if you did, you'd be sponsored by Netflix. Yeah. 
But yeah, yeah. you're fake, but you are very rich. (laughs) Anyway, on to Iceland. Yeah. You say it, because I fucking can't. Daddy Freya and... I can't say it either. Just hang on, I have to try and get... Okay, the clicking you can hear is Monty clicking his mouse right next to the microphone, so... Daffy och gagne magni. Yeah, there. Be- that's better than I could say it. So, yeah. Yeah, good. But, yeah. well, look, here's the thing. Anyway, it's the one that you've heard. <laughs> Listen, we know who they are. We've seen them before. They were, what, two years ago, national final? Three, three years, years ago. Three years ago, national final. Yes. Fun. Absolutely fun. Absolutely self-aware of who they are, what they're about, what they're doing. I love Daddy. Absolutely. And he's so tall. He's like about sort of three metres tall. Mm. He's huge. Um, there's something... We were talking in the last episode actually about that authenticity yeah. that you need for Eurovision. And I think that this is exactly why this song connected so much and so well with a massively wide audience, way beyond the Eurovision sphere. People heard this song went, oh my God, that's brilliant. And they... That's why it went viral, because people really responded to something, something very genuine. It's a really lovely song. When you look at the lyrics, they're about his young baby and about sort of, you know, um, wanting to know what that baby is going to be like and how they're going to interact in coming years and what their relationship is going to be like. And it's about the kind of sort of, you know, the, the, the permanently linkedness of that child to him and his wife. And I just think that's just lovely. It's beautiful. And I think that's one of the reasons people connected with this um, so much. Plus the fact it was just such a quirky presentation. Um, you know, for me, we mentioned the Roop in the last episode and we mentioned how that would have fared next to a couple of other songs. One being Russia, the other being Iceland. And I think that Iceland would have pissed all over Lithuania's chips, to be honest, mm. because I think that there was something very genuine about this, and you were being let in on the joke. You were kind of like being invited in to celebrate the geekiness of it, whereas Lithuania just looked as though it was presenting something a little bit geeky to camera. Yeah, absolutely. I think you know, Daddy. They knew exactly what they were doing. It was, I know, I'm not going to say well engineered because that makes it sound like it takes away from like the freshness of it. But it, it was well engineered. They knew exactly what they were doing. The subject matter, the way it's presented. There was a dance. I just, I just feel like this is why I love Eurovision because you, you, you don't know what you're going to get. This is why we do Second Cherry actually. But you get songs like this or artists like this that you think I've never seen this before. I really think it was top three at Eurovision. This would have been top three at Euro- Eurovision for sure. And somebody s- even have been that very, very first Icelandic win. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Well, interestingly, it's funny when somebody who's not really a Eurovision fan says to you, who's going to win Eurovision this year? And you know you're forced to think on your feet. Mm-hmm. I was like, uh, Bulgaria, uh, Iceland. They're the two that came out of my head. Mm-hmm. Some who's I'm stealing this from somebody I read online. I can't remember who, so sorry if I'm stealing it from you. But someone said if Jarvis Cocker did this song, it would be deemed or might be seen in a very different light, very cool, edgy light. Mm. Because if you listen to this as a recording and you don't, you're not looking at the visual, you don't know whether it's geeky, cool, whatever, and you just literally listen to the sound and the musicality, this is so fucking cool. 
It's so cool. And then when you see the visual, you think, okay, well, it's geeky. Because, mm. you know, he, he is quintessentially geek. But just of all the songs that we're not going to get this year because there's no Eurovision, this is one of them that I'm really gutted because I would have loved to see this at Eurovision and seen how well would it have done? How would it, would it have been embraced? Absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more on that. It's just that... It, just something really interesting the, the amount of people I had saying that they like that including somebody from my friend Jane who I used to work with and I used to bore senseless with Eurovision <laughs> for many 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 years and I you know suddenly she was just up on Facebook going oh my god I love the Icelandic entry and it had that power to completely transcend the genres, you know, and to, you know, way, way, way beyond the Eurovision fandom. So I think it would, been, it would have been fantastic to see how people responded to that on the Thursday night and then the Saturday night. Yeah, and I'll say this, you know, the reason why we're doing this bonus episode is because we really, really want to try and bring light to the songs that were picked but weren't going to Eurovision. Mm-hmm. So I'll say this, Google it, because he's, at the time of recording just released a version of Fuego. I'm sure most of you would have heard it by now, but if you haven't, just Google it. He's done this like very quick at home studio setup version of Fuego. It is perfection. It is you've never heard Fuego done in this way. It's electronic, it's funky, it's it's so him. Google it. Give him love because he absolutely deserves it. Strong entry. Yeah. And that embrace of Eurovision history yes. is something which people really responded to. So when he played at the um, the Maldi Festival Club, and I think he played there, yeah. he played um, you know a whole Icelandic DJ set, um, and um, you know they put a cover set, and it's all you know the songs that the fans love. You know, as an act to go to Eurovision, particularly to be on the party circuit, he would have gone down an absolute storm with everybody. But it's not to be. Mm. Yeah. Never well, mind. Well, let's move on to yeah. the next song. Let's hope he comes back. Let's hope. Because, yeah. he, you know, he tried before for Iceland. So, yeah. you know, that, yeah. But uh, if you want to come back, mate, you are most welcome. My only concern, or slight concern, if he came back was that both of the songs that he's had in the Song of the Kepanin so far have been of a very similar style and a very yeah. similar um, uh, visual. And I just wonder if the moment may have passed yeah, um, and whether you come back with something which is a third representation of that similar genre, whether it loses yeah. some of the feel. It needs to move on. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, we'd love to see you there. You're, you will always have a place in Eurovision fans' hearts. Always. Yeah. And talking of people that are coming back to the contest, mm-hmm. uh, San Marino. Yes. And Senate. Yes. Who obviously is a former participant of Eurovision mm-hmm. and uh, her song Freaky. I, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on this? Well, I was, I, it struck me as an interesting choice for an artist to come back. It's not something I ever really thought we'd see back at Eurovision again. But she apparently had a, a recent hit last year, and I think that's why they were um, minded to invite her back. Um, of course, one of the songs that was strongly rumoured for San Marino was. Cleopatra and there's even talk of whether it is Senate's version on the demo or not I'm not sure it is I don't I'm, no, I don't, I don't, think, I don't it think it is but uh, it was one of the songs that was strongly rumoured for them at the time 
what we got in the end was a couple of songs that were put to the um, uh, an online vote, and it was presented as if it was something groundbreaking, something which had never happened before. Well, they kind of well, that's what they said. They yeah. said it was like never been never been done before thing. You're like, okay, what's yeah. this twist? And someone said to me, "There's a big twist coming." I'm like. Well, it's it's not really a twist. You yeah. just you're just presenting a very broken down national final. Yeah, and um, it won narrowly in the end. Um, but it's probably just as well it did because she'd already tweeted some images of the video out of this song. So it kind of thought, well, you know, unless the video for the other song looks very similar as well, then it maybe was the song that she'd already prepared. So it's just as well it won. Um. It was a bit of a disappointment after such uh, so many rumours flying around. You kind of sort of, you know, when we thought that they might come with Cleopatra and we'd heard the demo of it, we were expecting something quite big. And it was a bit, well, I, I felt quite deflated, actually, when this was when this song was announced. Yeah, you know, you know with San Marino you're not going to get something which is it's going to have like the top of the game in every aspect so it's not you're not going to get the top songwriters the the absolute best singer did a not you know no disrespect to senate and um, because someone like senate could absolutely win eurovision with the right song but you know that you're always going to have to find that one thing that is going to get you over the line i think from san marino's point of view it's always about can we qualify can we qualify so when it when we had Serha in previous years, they knew what they had to do in order to get the best out of that act and that entry in order to qualify. Senate, I think, is a character. I think, you know, you can see from some of the interviews and stuff, you know, she's mm. she's fun. Put the red light on the camera, she'll she'll perform. The song just wasn't, I don't think, good enough. I think it probably stood a chance to qualify, but really out of push. Yeah, maybe within this second semi-final lineup because there are some duffers in this. We've uh, we selected fewer in this one to talk about than we did in the first um, national final. Well, here's the thing: maybe the running order would have determined yeah. that. Yeah, absolutely. Was did she get good in the running order? Running order. Yeah, she would have been in the first half. So yeah, difficult to say. Anyway, moving on, uh, we've got another artist uh, who was coming back to Eurovision, but this time as part of a trio, and that uh, was Sanja Vucic, who was part of Hurricane for Serbia. Were there two of them? There's one of them that hasn't been to Eurovision before. Two of them have. So um, so obviously we know about one because she's like front and center of. Serbia in 2000 and when sorry did you... uh, she was in in 2016 yeah, yeah. but the, there's someone else who was yes not been to Eurovision but her father has it's Ksenia Knezovic and her father Knez Knez oh was, my god uh, legend yeah, yeah absolutely and uh, the uh, third one actually um, Wikipedia reliably informed me <laughs> she did some um, some uh, work with uh, Yala Brat who is the um, that lovely huge big man with a big beard that was there in um, two thousand and sixteen as well for um, Serbia? I don't know. I heard big man and beard and got <laughs> <lost>. <laughs> I was lost. Yeah, he's um, he yeah Lubavier with yeah. Uh, Daladin and Anna Ruchna. Yeah. So the song is Hasta la Vista. Hasta la Vista. And baby. as this uh, group, they're called Hurricane. Yeah. Yeah, I love this. It's just mm. nonsense. It's complete camp nonsense, and I just it just works for me completely. I mean, it is cheap as chips, and chips are quite cheap in Serbia 
to start with. <laughs> but my God, this just, it's just fun. It's a nice, fun little pop song. You know, they're trolloping around on stage. And yeah, I would have just loved to have seen how this did. I think this would have qualified quite easily. Oh, for sure. We said this, we were at Deuce Park, which is a London Eurovision night uh, in London. And this came on, they played it. And me and you looked at each other and we were like, oh my God. And I was like, this would, this is going to qualify. Because yeah. at this point, we didn't know Eurovision would be cancelled, but we're mm. like, this is qualifying. You're like, oh, absolutely. It's, it's fun. Yeah. You know, give it respect that it's due. It's not just like this fluffy blah, blah, blah. Like, they're, they're three very competent. They can sing, dance. You know, they're, they are like the Serbian little mix, I suppose. I suppose. That's not quite mm. the same analogy, but, um, I, yeah, really strong vocalist pulled together. The song is fun. It definitely would have been... No one's going to have their toilet break during this. You know, people would have... Uh, I think people would have voted for this. I think this was qualifying for sure. They could have They could have maybe got left side hand, left hand side of the table. Maybe. We'll never know. We'll never know. I want to just mention, uh, just very briefly really, um, Armenia. And I, I'm quite surprised that I wanted to mention this one. Um, because um, when this was in the Armenian final, I was like, oh, I'm not too sure about this. She's um, she's like a sort of pound shot Beyonce. Um, and, <laughs> <laughs> you know, she's like, she's not quite pulling off what she she has attempted to set out to do. Uh, she's not yes. quite as talented as okay. a performer. Um, but there's something really interesting about it as I started to listen on Spotify it really sort of like you know got itself into my brain and I really 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 quite like it it's not really the kind of music I would necessarily normally go for but there's um there's 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 something about it there's that mishearing of it as well a few people are uh, mishearing chains on you as chainsaw you (laughs) (laughs) it sounds like one of those slasher horror bits um but yeah there's uh, I was I would have really liked to see what they did and how they presented this. I think they could have done a decent job with what I initially thought was a bit of a dog of a song, to be honest. Yeah, and this is weird because now we kind of really are expecting, is somebody going to revamp their song? This is one of the revamps, and I think the revamp that happened was definitely better than what the original sort of like performance uh, was. For me, it's not for us though, Monty. You know, we are... You're of a certain age. I'm over a certain age. How very dare you. Girl. <laughs> Come on. Uh, so this isn't for us. Obviously, I, I write for EC Extra and I keep saying it, but, I, you know, I, we have uh, 40-odd people that write for us. And uh, so I saw some of the reaction from the younger guys and there was a definite divide. You know, it, it's fun. It's It's fine. There are better songs this year, though. I think that I think when you talk about uh, getting votes, you are going to split votes when you've got a certain type of song. So you know this this was actually in a field or a pool of songs that are quite similar, which would all split the votes between them. Mm-hmm. The, I don't think this this would have qualified. I think I think it's qualifying, but I think it would have split the vote, and I think it, it would have been quite low in the final. Moving on. Moving on. To Finland. Ooh, yeah. now. Talking about there being better songs, there was certainly, <laughs> certainly a better song than the song that ended up being chosen for We Finland. have to be careful because... We're not talking about the national final year, though. And let's give the time in the sunshine for, That's the, right. for the person who deserves it. Yes. Who, If you win your national final, you deserve it. Yeah. 
Axel. Yeah, I mean, what does it say about Axel other than something, something, Chichulina, something, something wrong? Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Axel's no. song, looking back, uh, was... Uh, look, look, here's the thing. I think it did take people by surprise because, yes, there is one song this national final season that was stand out for a number of reasons. But this, there's something to be said for... Again, authenticity. There's something to be said for somebody who stands there and delivers something Mm -hmm. in a very genuine way. You can't deny that when you win a national final, there's there's something about your song. You know, something. People voted for it, whether it's jury or televote, however you won, whatever the, the mix of votes came, there's something to be said about it. I personally, I was I was shocked because I had a two or three songs above this. I wasn't. I wasn't one hundred percent that Chicciolini was going to win, mm-hmm. but I certainly wouldn't have said this was going to win over it. So it's interesting. So this is why we love. This is why we do what we do. So I can't really say much else about the song. It was. It's a bit forgettable. I'm, yeah, I'm just going to say it. It was a bit forgettable. <laughs> do you know? I for all I just liked it off. I actually don't think it's such a bad song. I actually there's bits of it I really quite like. But the thing for me is that you really have the measure of it after about 50 seconds. Yeah. Because it doesn't really, really go very much further after that. It sets up quite an interesting melody, but then it just feels as though it's very repetitive until the end of the song. Um, and that's the disappointing thing about it for me. The lyrics as well. There's the, the last lines that he would have sung are, we never know what we have until it's over and we're looking back. And I think that at that point in the competition, had he got to sing it, I think there'd be quite a lot of the public, the Finnish public thinking exactly the same, looking back and thinking we should have gone with a different song. But Ooh. that's for uh, that's for the our discussion of the Finnish final when we get to it. For now, that's Axel and looking back for Finland. So the next one we're going to look at is Latvia and Samantha Tina still breathing. Now, if there's anybody who encapsulates still breathing, it is fucking Samantha Tina. How many times has she tried to get to Eurovision? Too many times, lots of times. This was her sixth. Right? She wants it. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry, this was her sixth for Latvia. And she's also competed in the Lithuanian pre-selection. That's twice right. Well. That's right. So obviously, I went to Lithuania this year. That's no secret. We spoke about that. Uh, it's on our socials. Um, she was a guest performer. Now, uh, well, how can I say this without getting in trouble? I was. <laughs> Don't just no, say it. Yeah, no, get into trouble. No, 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 no not for the reasons you think. Like, <laughs> but uh, it looked like initially this wasn't what happened. But at the start of the evening, it looked like international press weren't going to get to interview the winners of the Lithuanian national final which was mental when you think about it like people have come to your country Mm -hmm. they're not going to get to speak to them anyway that that wasn't the case that actually happened but anyway the person giving us the most content from the Lithuanian national final (laughs) was Samantha Tina now more on that later whatever but here's the thing oh my god she knows character Mm -hmm. she stays in her character right so I've I've interviewed her. She is she is as batshit crazy as you think she is. Fabulous, right? I don't mean that uh, in negative or a disparaging way. I love her for it. 
she gives zero fucks when uh so here's the thing one of the interview i i heard other people interviewing her and some of the stuff she was saying i thought oh please don't i hope that doesn't get out in the way that which you've said it because look her song is about female empowerment however she's very quick to tell you it's not about female empowerment the way she explains it is very different she's basically trying to be a bit contrary but basically it is female empowerment she's trying to say don't be this or be that just be who you are actually if you want to be your stay-at-home wife that looks after your husband we'll do that but do it because you want to do that be, be who you it's really interesting take some some i think some people who some feminists will hate her for it i think some people will be like oh no yeah i get that you know so she it's really interesting take one thing though they stay in character she had three backing singers who, mm-hmm. A, can I just say, were probably some of the best backing singers of the year that I've seen so far. Vocally, they're incredible, really, really strong. But they stay in character. They had these little, like, red latex leotards, I think. Google it, I could be misremembering. But latex, visors, spray, and they stood there like this sort of power pose. So whenever Mantatina's done an interview, there are three of them standing behind her in perfect formation, standing there, staring at you <laughs> while she's giving it. It is imposing. I felt really inadequate. Brilliant. Like, just everything about that, I love. It's a nice little setup, isn't it? I yeah. think it was such a memorable and striking visual, um, you know, that you could see coming through from the music video as well into the live performance. Um, I wasn't sure about this when I first heard it. Um, it got flagged to me way before um, the the national final. I think when it was announced that she was going to be in, and somebody sent me the link to it. I think it was Adrian um, who loved it. And I was kind of like, well, I'm not really, I'm not sure. But it was... It's really grown on me. And actually, although it's not necessarily that instant a song, there's something quite arresting about it. Um, and I think it would have been really interesting to see how this was how this was performed. I think we know how it would have been performed, because I think it probably would have been similar to the national final, but in terms of how it performed, as in, you know, where it came. Um, I think I'm right in thinking that it's um, written by Aminata as well. Well... Samantha Tina and Aminata. Let together. me just tell or you. Was it um, augmented? Samantha Samantha Tina will tell you mm. straight away that Aminata did not write the song. She helped. Now read into that what you will. But if you say that it was oh Aminata wrote the song, she kicks the fuck off. Okay. I was I was luckily I didn't find that out the hard way. Someone told me mm-hmm. that as I was about to interview her, who had already interviewed her, they're like. Do not say this because she will kick the fuck off. I'm like, okay, fine. Thanks, <laughs> thanks for that warning because I'm not going to say that now because I was about to. Uh, so yeah, no. Uh, but look, Samantha has been she's been around for a while. She is a big star. Mm-hmm. Um, is she likable? And I hate this word because it kind of feels like well, nobody likes you. No, that's not what I'm saying. But that really nice likable factor she doesn't have. So would she have grabbed votes? I don't know. Mm-hmm. The song. She's listed as the composer. On Wikipedia, and Aminata is listed as the lyricist. Right. So maybe that's where that's coming. That's probably yeah. why. So when people say but there that, is a bit I'm... in where she's saying I'm a composer, and so if Aminata's written that lyric for her, maybe at her request. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Underline the fact that I wrote the <laughs> bloody song. 
<laughs> yeah. Love the theme tune. Sang the theme tune. <laughs> <laughs> so that's Latvia, Samantha Teen. I mean, it, yeah, I do feel for a bit because she has tried to get to your ring so many times. And, you know, she finally fucking gets her. She fucking gets her. And it, it, they cancel the fucking thing. So, yeah. And listen, I love a woman who is going to tell you to fuck off. Oh, the interviews we missed out on, that we would have missed out on in, tele- uh, not Tel Aviv, that was last year. Yeah. Where am I? Rotterdam. Rotterdam. Where am I? Well, you're in East London at the minute. Right, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, final song that we're going to talk about is uh, Switzerland and uh, Répondez-moi by Gijon Tears. I fucking love this song. The first time I heard it, I was like, oh God, that's not going to go down well live. It's lots of falsetto. It's quite high. And then I Googled him and I saw some of his performances on The Voice, a show, (laughs) The Voice, the show. Um, So he sang, this guy can fucking sing anything. He is incredible. Falsetto, you know, full voice. This is the real deal. I am... This is one of the songs, I'm going to highlight it now, that we are really going to miss out this year because I feel like he would have delivered a vocal performance that would have stunned us because it was that kind of song anyway. But I'm telling you now, listeners, Google, Google it. Some of his voice performances, I think he's done some Elton John, um, maybe some Queen, I can't remember. Watch him. Incredible. It's really really fucking good. This guy can sing. And I feel like, talking of Dark Horses, this would have been potential top five. He's done a fair few talent shows, actually. He's been he's been around the houses. Yeah. He's uh, of Kosovo Albanian descent, and he's done uh, Albania's Got Talent. Um, he was then in the in the Größten Schweizer Talent, so Swiss talent show, and then he was on um, the French La Plus Belle Voix, the French voice. And you're right, he did cover some uh, Elton John, Queen, David Bowie, yeah. Mika, and Christine and the Queens. Yeah. So yeah. He's so he's really interesting. I haven't seen that. I have to say, I wasn't, I couldn't quite make my mind up about this song. I quite like the way it starts. It's got a kind of sort of almost Celtic feel Mm. to the start, and some kind of vocals that I've I've heard associated with that style of music. But it it doesn't stay in that style. It kind of goes on. There's a few songs this year, some that we haven't talked about, and because they just don't feel as though they're worthy of the highlighting in comparison yeah. to the songs that we are but I've just not been able to quite put my finger on what it is and this is one of those songs mm. I'm not sure I was quite surprised to see it really ratchet up the betting you know it was kind of like top four top five and I was quite that uh, for me that wasn't warranted um, but then you know the, obviously it's striking a chord with a lot of people I mean you know if it's um, if it's so powerful for you then there's obviously something about the song there might be other yeah, people that I'm not really quite getting. I feel like that sad boy thing that we're getting probably would have hurt him a bit because, you know, we had it last year, this year. But there is a realness to what he was singing and, and the fact that he does it. What you hear on the recording is what you would have got live on stage. And that is a big thing for a song like that. I think it really would have translated well. But we'll never know. Yeah. So you said that was the last song, but it's not actually. We've yeah. two more to go. Sorry. So that we saved the two songs that for us are our favourites from uh, this second semi-final. Mm-hmm. So you went first last time, so I'll go first this time. The song that I'm choosing that's my favourite from this semi-final 
is from the Czech Republic. Mm. It's Benny Cristo. And I just adore this song. Kimana. Kimana, yeah, yeah. Kimama. Kimama, sorry. Kimama. So Benny, I, I, Benny came to my attention a couple of years ago, I think, as somebody, uh, somebody flagged up some some interesting photos of him on the internet, uh, where he's uh, he's he's naked. It looks as if he's been caught by a webcam. Actually, I think I believe they're part of a, a campaign on internet safety. And I believe it was something around kind of them, um, you know, leaving your webcam on or something like that, or how people could take photos without your knowledge. Um, but it piqued my interest. But it's not just the fact that I'd like to have some bawdy mischief. <laughs> <laughs> it's also the fact that this song was just a breath of fresh air to me. Yes. I mean, it's gone through... I feel sorry for him because they've gone through so many revamps. You know, he put it out there and then they said, oh, we're going to revamp it. And then everybody went, oh, shit, that's terrible. Um, you know, take some of the revamp off it. So they went and revamped it again. And I actually think the final version that they got was brilliant. I think it had that it emphasized some of the kind of the African rhythms and African instrumentation on there, which is showing some of his heritage. And it really just kind of added a shimmer to the track, which I think would have done really, really well. For me, this is the kind of thing which is just a complete wild card at Eurovision. I was a bit surprised they got through the Czech final. And we can mention that here because the Czech final isn't one that we can consider for Second Cherry because everything was just done on videos. Yes, because um, there's no live performance, no so live that's our criteria. So, so that's why, yeah. and why last year as well, because it's just a shame. Because last year there's some great songs yes. we could have really included. Yeah. This yeah, year yeah. the same, yeah, we yeah. can't. Yeah, so it's a shame. So it's a surprise for me that it won, but it was a real pleasant surprise for me. And I think that you know this is the kind of song you just never know how it's going to go. I think when he performed in the Ukrainian final and people saw that, it seemed as though a lot more people sat up and took some notice. Mm. I think people have been quite dismissive of him before that, but when they saw him perform and saw the energy he can bring, they were like, "Oh, hang on a minute, this could do some some good business." And I just, yeah, it's just a joyful song. It's a real, real loss to the contest uh, that we're not going to have this as a competitive song now because I would have just adored to see how this this went. It's annoying more than anything. This is about as modern as you can get. This is about as contemporary you can get. So, no, this song is not for me. Every Eurovision, there's one song. They're not the style of music that I listen to and I like. But I look at, in the context of Eurovision, and think... Good, good that you're here. Good that you're giving us something a bit different. This is, this was, yeah, genuinely the most contemporary song. Two things I want to say about that. First of all, it's what I hate about the Euro fandom is that you have the privilege of hearing this song before the vote in public at Eurovision, right? So, like, careful on your fucking opinions about coming down on a song when, like, you've heard one version of it and then a second version of it, which... It's not a million miles different. Let's just, let's just put it in... It's not a million miles different. There was a revamp. They tried to do something new with it. And he took a lot of shit. 
And then fair play to him and his team. He came out and then like spoke out about it and was like, oh, well, I've been listening to what you... Mate, don't bother. Like, you're going to get people hating on you. And do you know what? The fact is, there was a song that was that was great, contemporary, good, lovely to have it at Eurovision. You changed it up to try to do something new. And then when you had this barrage and it was only ever Eurovision fans, you kind of like lost your nerve a bit and then did another revamp. And I just feel like, stick stick to your guns like is this we talk about authenticity I'm saying it now like what's the most authentic you version of that song was it that second version was it the first version or was it that third no whatever version was your most authentically you go with it and fuck everyone else 200 million people close to 200 million people are voting on at Eurovision on that Saturday night they wouldn't know they'll just know what's presented in front of them that's my thing on that but you know what? Had people not spoken out, we wouldn't have got the third version. And the third version was the better version, the final version that cool. we got. That revamp was terrible. It may not have been a million miles away from it, but it just killed the vibe of the song. It smothered the vocals. It smothered some of the, 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 the aspects of that song that made it stand out. Had it not been for people speaking out, and I totally take the point, there's a way to do it. You know, it's not just a well, yes, barrage that- of shit. You do it constructively and you say that. But had people not spoken out about that and had he not listened and taken it on board, we wouldn't have got the final version, which was miles, miles, miles better. If he had gone to Eurovision with that first revamp, this would have bombed. It was terrible. So the final song is your pick of the second semi-final. Tell us what it is, Matt. Well, you know, it's a bit obvious because we've spoken about all the songs but this one now, but it is Bulgaria. Now, I resisted this in some ways because uh, I am a 30-year-old man. and I thought you were just 21. Yeah. Uh, wait, how old was I last year? <laughs> Podcast 19? I'm 20. <laughs> 20 years old. So, no, look, here, here's the deal. So, when an artist comes along that makes you kind of break your, I don't know, what you like, what you listen to, that needs to be, you know, you need to stay, take stock. Billie Eilish, I have to admit has only just come under my radar. I knew who she was, I know she was massive. I've only just started properly listening to her, all of her music, and gone, fuck, I can see why she's big now. She is incredible. Which is why we have the Bulgarian entry this year, I have to say. Victoria and Tears Getting Sober. Tears are getting sober. some space to grow. I got sent this song, this finished article, not any uh, demos, but this song. And I said, you're having me on. This is, you're trying to trick me. This is the, the next Billie Eilish song. This isn't Victoria. This is Billie Eilish because it is exactly as Billie Eilish sounds, right? Vocally. And then someone said, no, 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 Matt. This is actually Victoria. Read that, read into that what you want. Maybe that's a negative because she's so similar to Billie Eilish. Or read into that as in, fuck, this is as current as, as can be. Personally, I feel like just judge the song. Now, as a song, I don't feel like this is a Billie Eilish cover track, you know, uh, sorry, album track. I feel like this would be a single. 
this is how much I love this song. I think Victoria is great. She's very young, very confident. This song is just perfection. Look at the video. I urge anyone to, to Google and look at the video. It was done in one shot. It was done in this kind of fan dark fantasy world. Uh, she gets like a little scar on her face, which then she heals at the end. What I love about it is dark and brooding, but it's very positive and upbeat in the end. You sort of feel like it's kind of got that contrast. I love it. I love everything about it. But the Bulgarians, as we know, we know they had money behind them this year. They would have killed the stage in. The cards on the table, I feel like this is would this would have won this year. This would have won Eurovision. Wow. I noted it was doing extremely well in the betting. I mean, it, it actually had overtaken Ireland, uh, Iceland at one point as well, which did surprise me. It's such a gentle, fragile mm. song. Um, I think you're right about the kind of the Billie Eilish um, comparison. Um, and that also leads it to a comparison with um, Romania this year as well. Yeah. Um, there's a there's a there's a few there's, there's a few Billie Eilish songs this year. Yeah, but those two in particular, and it just seem I think because of the themes, well, tears getting sober and alcohol use. Yeah. It just feels like you know there is a there are they're almost companion pieces in a way, um, but this is like miles better than Romania. There's there is something authentic about this. There is something very genuine about it. And although it was really fragile, there was. I I I worried that it was a little too fragile for the Eurovision stage, and whether you know amid all of that kind of sort of you know crash boom bang, it would have just got a bit lost. But mm. I think there's something about this that would have made it really stand out. Yeah, we'll never know. I wouldn't have had it as a winner, mm -hmm. but I think you know I I I couldn't write off its chances of winning. Here's the thing: I think we probably all agree it's good to have Bulgaria back, and that's a strong entry. Yeah, and uh, Victoria's been confirmed for next year as well. Yes, we yes. do know that now. It's nice to see that she might be coming back. Well, she is. Well, she they, is. they say that, so let's hope that. Yes, yeah. well, they, yeah. they have the, the Bulgaria has confirmed it. So let's they go with it. confirmed their participation and confirmed Good, I'm happy her as that. the artist. So there you go. There's our rundown of the second semi-final that would have been at Eurovision. Um, so we're going to come back next week next with week. The, the Big Six. Our views on the big six. Well, we can, I mean, let's be honest, we're based in the UK. We're both from the UK. So we've got a lot to be said about the UK mm -hmm. and the BBC. So tune in next week because we're going to get fucking real. <laughs> I think. We've not spoken about this. Monty's yeah, looking at me. Monty's <laughs> looking at me wide-eyed. What the we're hell gonna get, you got to say? <laughs> we're going to, no, well, well, we collared some people at the launch we certainly did. Me and Monty tied them down to try and give us some answers and it was, uh, no, 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 come back next week. We'll talk about it. Yeah. See you next week. See you later. Bye. Bye.